Hi, I'm Jesse Rath, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. DC TV Podcast. There's too many now. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> Is becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this coat. Is Nasty Luther like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Ooh, Helen Slater here. It's so fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to, <laughs> Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Lennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired with the remaining two-thirds of the legendary ladies. We usually have one-third of them on Supergirl Radio, but we have the legendary ladies from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We got the full set this time. <laughs> we have collected them all. Uh, <laughs> but all the, uh, all the ladies from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast are joining us to talk about something they know a little bit about, or maybe not. I don't know. We'll, we'll ask we them about it. Don't even give that much. <laughs> we, we know maybe very little. Uh, they they might not know about it, but they talk about it a lot. Time travel and how it is used on both Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. Because Supergirl has surprisingly used time travel quite a bit. So welcome, Kat and Amy. Thank you for joining us on Supergirl Radio. Hello. Thank you. Uh, we've been wanting to do this kind of a crossover. It's not really so much a crossover. It's basically like a Legends of Tomorrow podcast with me as a special guest. <laughs> You're our guest moderator is what you are. You are or you organized this. So incredibly well. I will tell y'all, you all know, Legends of Tomorrow, we do not organize. We just no. go with the flow, a la Legends of Tomorrow. We just uh, go to where the time stream takes us. I, I wish you could see our, our group message we send each other. <laughs> We're just like, what, we are. what day is it? If we do not change our recording time at least three times, it is not a Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Our latest, our latest podcast has moved, I think, three times. I think this is the, th third, think time. the third, third time. <laughs> and if you count making it recording later tomorrow, that's four. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that was on me. <laughs> well, thank you for setting aside the time to be on Supergirl Radio this week. Uh, we we have been wanting to do it for a while, so I'm glad we're actually able to do it now. So, uh, Amy, um, we, we like to, every time there's a first-time guest on Supergirl Radio, we like to talk to them about where they met the character of Supergirl. We've had Kat on before, but we've never had Amy on. So, Amy, when was the first time you saw or heard of uh, Supergirl? Oh, that's a good question. I think the first time I watched a full episode that involved Supergirl was the Flash's Supergirl crossover episode, um, where the, the ice cream episode, that's that's my key moment, is ice cream episode. <laughs> um, I think I then went back and watched what was available of Supergirl season one, and I think I've seen all of Supergirl season one, and then... But I, I watched it after it had aired, and then that was it. I have seen sporadic clips, and I'm aware of a general idea of what's going on. But did I know there was time travel in Supergirl? Nope. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I have so many things I would like to catch up on, and 
Supergirl is not currently top of the list. Um, we'll see how next season goes. And then if you guys advise it, I will put it at top of my list. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you know. Basically uh, season one through three. Okay. You're, you're yeah. good. On there yeah. you go. That I can do. I will, I will bump, I will bump season one to three up on my list. All right. Sounds good. Season three is where the time travel kicks in. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, it looks like, it sounds like we have an echo somewhere. I'm going to start muting people. Hopefully it's not me. Um, okay. So uh, let's talk about time travel. Cause that is why we're all here. And uh, I guess we'll start with the legends of tomorrow folks. Cause you, you deal with time travel quite frequently. Uh, some could say every week. Uh, so uh, we'll start talking about that because Legends of Tomorrow, just to be upfront, I don't watch it. I listen to your podcast, but I don't watch it. So I kind of <laughs> know about things, um, but uh, you may have to explain some things uh, to me. So what do we need to know? If there are other people uh, watching or listening like me who don't actually watch Legends of Tomorrow, but know kind of the show exists and that there's time travel involved, what do we need to know about time travel and how it's used on Legends? So Not much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There are rules, just know the rules and then completely ignore them. Know I the know rules, write the rules down, rip up the rules, throw the rules away. And also <laughs> like, they might not time travel like all the time. Yes. You know, I feel like, especially recently, they tend not to time travel. And a lot of times it's not necessarily time traveling. It is taking someone from a time and traveling them to somewhere else. So yes. there's there are so there have been different types of time travel. Season one and two um, had kind of well. Season one we do not think of. Um, <laughs> season two had aberrations. Season three had season three had the, oh the, god no, what were they what, called time oh. thingies. Mm. They was this the, the League of no, the wait, League no. of Time thingies? Was no, that was season two. Yeah, season three was aberration. Season two was the Doom oh, Patrol. Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Is that what they were called in Legends too, though? No, that's not what they were called. They were called something specific, and we wrote this down. I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> Anachronisms. Thank says you, Rachel. <laughs> we had anachronism season two, aberrations season three, season four was uh, magical creatures. On? So, <laughs> so actually, <laughs> Rachel says that season three had anachronisms. So, oh, nice. Uh, so it's something. <laughs> it's something. At this point, I think we should just hire Rachel. I think, I think Rachel, you know, like TV shows have like continuity editors. Like we need a, just somebody with a memory for our time. We're hiring Rachel as our script coordinator. That's it. Yes. That's, we're done. Uh, season five had encores that I know. What What's an encore? Okay. So an encore is a, uh, like the soul of an evil person from hell that was brought back. Oh yes. 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 Okay. Bonnie and Clyde so, like, in an episode. So. I forgot yeah. that that's they were called encores. If I'm being like 100 percent real, <laughs> I remember <laughs> we had our encore history segment. Yes, I remember that, and we, we really enjoyed it. The name. 
Um, so there have been many, there have been many time travels. Basically the idea that I think the best time travel episodes that we have found are when they jump to the future, at least in my opinion, like, I think we really like the future episodes and we like the ones, um, um, uh, that, that, that really kind of let different characters play around in different times and the ones where they actually do the time travel justice. Um, yeah. like we, we love the civil war episode. <laughs> Um, back in season two, which was uh, Abominations. That's we not yeah. only remember which episode. I remember was. Abominations. It's the only thing I remember. Uh, <laughs> Danny makes a good point, which is it? that which is that every season has its own Rubik's cube. Uh, Sarah which Lance is, is the Rubik's cube of next season. That's true. Oh, mind blown! Which uh, we we call a Rubik's cube like the random item that everybody has to like collect them. Like like Pokemon, they have to collect them all. They have to get all the parts, and then they like put it together. And then with its powers combined, it doesn't matter because at the end of the season, it usually doesn't matter. Um, but they're <laughs> like the scattered parts that they have to go get. And like if they only put together the Rubik's cube and like twist it right, they can insert random thing here they are always looking for something for what sure. was the rubik's cube from last season they, uh was it uh, the, the actual encores no was it that was also the threat the, the, the loom of, the loom of fate i knew the threads was, were involved there were threads <laughs> cats like, like they were that. sewing <laughs> the quilt of fate <laughs> So, so, uh, Amy, you mentioned y'all prefer the the episodes when they go into the future. Why is that? Is that because you don't have to worry about the the history and yeah, we don't have to do any aggregate? research. So, um, to be fair, we I, I like the the research, and 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 some of my favorites is when we give Cat the research because <laughs> I always know I'm gonna come out with like one really amazing fact about whatever historical figure. I know that Genghis Khan killed a lot of people. I know that really? Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde just wanted to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, That's, I mean, a, a, history paper, a history paper is not about what history you put into the paper. It's how pretty you write it. So um, <laughs> that's that's what I do. I, I guess I spoke, I spoke for the three of us, and I probably should have spoken just for me. I enjoy certain future episodes. When I was going back and looking at season one and seeing what time periods they went to in season one, they went to a lot of future time periods that were 100% unmemorable. But we the I didn't remember that they went to the future in they season one. Like I'm going to be honest. Ones, you guys. <laughs> um, I like alternate realities. So I like seeing the futures that may or may not exist. The different 2046s, the different 2021s with Zari in the future, um, seeing old man Ollie, old man Barry. I like that kind of stuff because I think that the writers get a chance to really explore and they're not constrained by history. Not that they are constrained by history ever. They're right. sure not. <laughs> they really don't super follow things that should be historically accurate. They have access to the same history.com articles that we do, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to like the episodes where, like, the time period, uh, like, ties into what theme they're going for or what, like, feeling they're going for. So when you're talking about, like, an like an ET kind of eighties movie and they go back to like Ray's childhood in the eighties. Like that's the kind of stuff that I like where they use the time period, like thematically um, versus, you know, sometimes they try to be really literal with like, this is the time period we're in. It doesn't always, it doesn't always work. I agree. I think that the theme is what I enjoy 
most and, of uh, all for the time travel. Because there's a lot of episodes. Um, I was rewatching one in season three recently where they go back in time to a particular time period and literally are there for about 20 seconds, find their Rubik's cube of the episode and come back and then spend most of the time on the wave rider. And it was a really cool time period that they didn't have, they didn't really explore very well. So I think we get a little annoyed if there's a stream of episodes or a particular episode where they had an opportunity to use a time period really well that they didn't, or if they were like a historical figure that they used poorly. And I'm thinking very specifically of the Jane Austen episode where I was so excited that they were going to have Jane Austen in it. And it was like, let's talk about romance novels. And I was like, you don't want to get into like more of the Jane Austen stuff or okay. And we also did so much, you know, research on Genghis Khan. All he <laughs> did was go on a scooter. So he, he the one thing that we missed on that history.com was how his love of scooters, his well-known love of scooters. <laughs> Somehow it was hidden in that article. <laughs> I don't know why I missed it. So, uh, so, uh, what are your, uh, so Morgan talked about like the, the, uh, sort of the eighties sort of feel to the, the time period. Do y'all have a favorite time period that the legends have gone to? The Beatles showed up once and (laughs) that was great. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look at the, the very detailed list that, um, Amy got the created for us in this doc. Let's let's look at that So I'll be back. (laughs) I'm Um, into this now. (laughs) I put together a list of all the time periods that I could find that were specific time periods that the legends have visited. Um, a couple are duplicates. There's actually a lot of duplicates. Like there's a lot of present days. There's a lot of 1970s or one episode they were in 1969. The next episode they were still in 1969. But they visited between roughly 60 to 75 different time periods. Wow. As early as BC 4000, as <laughs> as AD 3000. And then we have ambiguous time periods. There's a lot of quote present day. There's something called the temporal gateway. Did you guys remember we had a temporal gateway? I don't uh, know. Is that really a thing? <laughs> Are we sure? What did he do? Part four where Stein dies. We probably should have remembered the place of his death. Oh, so mm. sad. Uh, we have gone to 2213, the clone world. We oh, have yeah. the unnamed disco era time period in the uh, Here I Go Again episode where Zari has her on repeat over and over again. I think I also put that that was a particular time zone, Zari's brain. I think I, I listed that as a time zone. Uh, we had random 16th century England in which Shakespeare showed up. We have been in the present day 2016 through 2020 multiple times. Um, so many times I didn't even list all of them. They're very, very, very big fans of 1958 through 1975 and 1980. So roughly 20 time periods that they've gone to have been in the in the 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s. Um, they have only been to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, if you count the Civil War era points in 1800s. They have been to 49 BC and 55 BC. One of those is Caesar's death. I don't remember where 55 BC was in. I'm Mm -mm. pretty sure 55 BC was when they went back. And oh, yeah, this was the Stonehenge episode. This was the one with Constantine's uh, like. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. 
clearly um, that one was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've gone to 1973 with Marie Antoinette. We've gone to 2040 with Bayrod and his parents in the future. We have rescued Barack Obama from Gorilla Grodd in 1980s. We have gone to 2013 Ieva Clone World. We've also been to Newfoundland in 1000 AD, the episode where we meet Bebo, the god of war. Uh, yep. which Katie Lotz just posted on her Instagram <laughs> was the episode in which she is convinced Legends of Tomorrow jumped the shark and she wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I feel like that's probably pretty uh, pretty close to accurate. It's probably yeah. one of my favorite time periods too because I felt like they really utilized the time period and utilized the fact that like these people are time travelers with the whole like, you know, stuffed animal that talks being worshipped as a god aspect. Like, what would happen if, you know, s- s- modern day technology got into like an old, older time, olden times. It wasn't period. an iPhone, but it was a exactly. stuffed animal. It was, it <laughs> was really about. advanced technology for them. And so they were like, this is our god now. His name is Bebo. <laughs> Bebo loves you. <laughs> So, I like all the Wild West episodes that we... Oh, the Wild West episodes have been good. I love their costumes. That's what wins us over, to be honest. Yeah, the costumes we're in. Yeah, I was remembering a specific like old Hollywood episode, not because I thought it was super duper memorable, but because everybody had like really great outfits that time. That's, Do you feel like they like fair. recycle their, t- their outfits though? Because I feel like a lot of them start to look the same. They might. I mean, the budget's only so big. (laughs) (laughs) So what are the, uh, what are the pros and cons? The legends time travel a lot. So uh, what, what are the dangers that they have to deal with? Oh man. Themselves. Remembering their own rules of time travel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the dangers. I really I, do think it's that they screw up time and they got to fix it. Yeah, I, I think like that's a big danger. Was it season? Was it the end of season one or the end of season two where they basically like broke time and they had to basically just fix it for the whole of the next season? So they break time sometimes. That's a bummer for them. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest consequences is that they have realized that a lot of their personal histories cannot be rectified. That there are um, Constantine and Sarah and Zari specifically who have all tried to change their past to affect the future. And then the future that they create is not a future that they can live with or is literally a future where the Legends of Tomorrow turn into puppets and Zari turns into a cat. That happened after Constantine tried to save the life of someone he loves. Literally, history was like, "Mm, can't figure this out. So (laughs) that's... That's one of the the solid rules that has stuck with the show overall is if you try to change your past to save and correct a trauma that you have had, like one of the main characters, it never goes well. Yeah. They so really never fix it. It's it's funny because they're almost consistent with that, but not quite because in season, I want to say two or three, Amaya... Uh, who knew the whole time that her village gets like wiped out in the future. And that's like a thing that she knew manages to like successfully save her village. So, I mean, it it mostly applies across the board because this season we had a different version of one of our main characters, Zari, because of changing the timeline, basically changed everything and created a situation where the current version of that character like just did not exist. And because of budgetary reasons, they can't both exist on the screen at the same time. So she had to go back into her like mind palace or whatever at the end of the season. But 
So there are, there are big repercussions. It's not standardized repercussions. It's like whatever, uh, like different things. Sometimes they break time. Sometimes, you know, they make themselves uh, like, you know, in the past or something. But yeah, the, the uh, not being able to change your own like timeline because Sarah is obviously wanted to save Laurel. Yeah. Um, uh, and what's, and, what's that about? Uh, I've, I've, they, they can't, they can't allow it. Rebecca is the <laughs> thing. Uh, so they've gone to some real, some real extents to be like, we can do so many other things, but you, uh, you we, we just can't do this one thing. Just so like, one, even though Laurel break fixed time. it for Sarah, but we're not, we're not going to do that. Yeah. I was wondering about that. There's so, there's been so many episodes where, where, where Sarah is like, you don't think if I could change things, I would save Laurel. And we're like, Seriously, you can't though? Like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's a pretty consistent time travel rule is that if something does happen in one of their paths or anything happens, it takes time for time to catch up to itself. So time has Usually to half an episode at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so like time has to cement and solidify. So like for instance, the episode where Ray uh, there's an episode where he goes back in time and he um, or uh, like he, he dies back in little Ray time. So they have to go back and save Ray. The reason Ray is still on the ship is because time has not caught up with him, but it's currently catching up with him. So they only have a short amount of time with which to correct things. So that's a pretty co significant consistency is that yeah, if something uh, Leslie, past, takes Leslie a while makes a, a, a good point, too, which is that um, earlier in the the show Stein professor uh, professor Stein gets to keep his his daughter who is an anachronism but I think even that took a while to kind of like set in stone and be like a real thing she never showed up again no kind of kind of forgot about her I liked her when she was on I, the show. I remember we were like maybe she'll join the wave rider and they were like nah that's what <laughs> I hear about Nick's daughter she'll just yeah disappear. I didn't I didn't really put that together that there have been two random daughters <laughs> I think I, I like so, thought her more though. Yeah, me too. So the I guess for me, a pro of the time travel is that at least those two rules exist. At least they don't spend too much time trying to go back and fix their own pasts and that it takes time for time to solidify. Are there cons to it? That's an interesting question. Are there cons to this time travel? Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess you could ask um, a, a OG Zari if there's, you know, Zari 1.0. There's cons <laughs> she was, travel. She's stuck she in a cool totem. It, she's, she's stuck fine. in a bracelet. <laughs> she's like, I, I love this. I love this bracelet. I have an unlimited amount of plaid <laughs> flannel shirts in here. <laughs> got cable. <laughs> it's got so, cable. So if people don't know about the Wave Rider, how would you explain it to people? Because there, there are certain ways that the legends do their time travel. So one of those is the wave rider. So how would you explain it? It has one bathroom. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's um, really important to know because it's a huge ship, but apparently they only had, they couldn't get the property brothers on there to like add an extra bathroom. They couldn't, they were busy in every time period. Every they were time. So like, Oh God, those brothers are so busy. <laughs> so basically there is a place called the temporal zone, which exists outside of space and time. And the Wave Rider is a ship that can travel in and sort of just linger in that temporal zone. 
And in the temporal zone, time does not pass. When you're on the ship, time passes. You are aging. But around the ship is just like some sort of, it's just basically a vacuum of time. And so theoretically, the wave rider, while there, it's almost like the time travel speed force. It gives them access to other time periods. So they travel through the temporal zone to get to particular time periods. And when they're not traveling anywhere, that's where they chill. They don't go to just like 2020 and park the <laughs> wave rider, which is a ship for those of you who don't can't see it on the screen um, with only one bathroom. Uh, they don't park the wave rider at like Arby's nearby. And like, We're just going to chill here. <laughs> um, also, the only the place riders... that you can really park your wave rider is Arby's. That's, you know, that's, that's also that. a rule. It's a rule. <laughs> yeah, um, I do love that they just like kind of kick it in the temporal zone. I feel like they've broken down in the temporal time <laughs> yeah. zone before. They have. How do they still have like fuel? <laughs> Well, don't think about it. They have, they have, that's why they make those uh, occasional pit stops to Arby's. It runs yes. on big beef and cheddars. Um, the Wave Rider is powered by a temporal core, which Gideon helps to maintain. So if you've seen The Flash, you know Gideon. Gideon is basically an artificial intelligence who is in love with Rip Hunter. I mean, what? And she is one of the, one of the real romances of the show. I think <laughs> <laughs> she's the AI that controls everything. She also occasionally puts her team members through emotional trauma to make them realize how much they enjoy their family members uh, and their team members. The other kind of significant point to know about in the time travel kind of roadmap, if you will, is something called the vanishing point. And the vanishing point is a point where literally time does not pass. If you are in the vanishing point, you can remain your particular age forever and in indefinitely. And that's where the time masters from season one, who I forgot existed <laughs> until I read this document. Yeah, I saw, I saw time masters and I was like, what is that? Is that like a new TV show? <laughs> yeah. But it's that's not. basically, you know, that's, that's a rundown of the temporal identity of the show. You've got the temporal zone, which is essentially time speed force. You have um, the vanishing point and the main way that Gideon, the artificial intelligence on the wave rider knows that something has gone, gone wrong is they get what's called time quakes. And basically if you imagine that time is like just a giant line that exists surrounded by the temporal zone, anytime something happens, it's like a tectonic shift and the ripples send out essentially a time quake, which then bounces around the temporal zone, hits the wave rider and Gideon's like, something's up. <laughs> so does that create like a butterfly effect or no, it just affects it's just the basically, it's, it would be like, okay, so imagine jello, you know, when you shake jello and it just jiggles, but nothing in the jello. Like if you have, if you have an apple slice in the jello, you shake the jello, the apple slice doesn't go anywhere, but the whole thing is jiggling. So the mm. wave rider doesn't go anywhere. It's just that the whole jello of the temporal zone <laughs> is jiggling and that is alerting the apple slash the wave rider that something <laughs> has changed. <laughs> and uh, in season one, there were the, the time masters and they 
um, were in charge of like protecting the timeline and making sure the timeline didn't get messed up. Um, and then at, they kind of went away at the end of season one and they were replaced by the Time Bureau. Um, basically, Rip was like, what if we took this idea, but we made it like into an or like an organization with middle managers. Um, and then the Time Bureau was around for a couple of seasons and that's where uh, Ava was the became the head of it after uh, after Rip uh, R I P Rip never forget how annoyed we were by you um, <laughs> after he uh, tragically for Gideon uh, got killed off the show in like half of a uh, scene. So for the Time Bureau, what do they do? What is their main deal? That's a good question. They became very uh, very much a government entity in season what was it four I think four. Like they were like yeah, literally, they were like trying to get funding from the government. They were like, here's our proposal for our budget. So it got weird. Uh <laughs> so that was when they had the escaped magical fugitives. And so basically, uh, well, okay, so Time Bureau started in season three when there were the aberrations. I pulled that up, Rachel. Nice. I saw that season three. So Time Bureau started in season three when there were aberrations. And aberrations were things uh, particular people or things from one time period that existed in another, like dinosaurs existed in current modern day Los Angeles, or Julius Caesar existed at a frat party in Aruba. So when <laughs> these things happened, it was the time bureau's job to be like, you, sir, Julius Caesar, you need to be picked up and put back into your time period or dinosaurs. Please go back to the Cretaceous period. Um, so that was their job. And then season four rolls around and these are magical creatures like unicorns and fairy godmothers and homicidal unicorns. I already said that, but it yeah, I guess that's, that's the point where the federal government was like, things are getting nuts. So, so you got to help us out. Kaloka, Kaloka, we are Kaloka. cutting your funding. We Who can't is? have these unicorns running around biting off nipples. <laughs> oh, A real thing that happened in the show. And you see the nipple. Oh, it's, we don't like to talk about it. It's very, still very fresh for us. <laughs> but anyway, that's basically what the Time Bureau does. It is run by Ava, who is everybody's favorite character now. Like, seriously, we all love Ava. We do. But so also the Time Bureau doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, so, so Ava, so Ava kind of jumped ship pun intended onto the <laughs> onto the wave rider uh at the end of i think season four and she's kind of just been a a co-captain this season i think they shut down the time bureau they were like you know what we can't i don't know support the health care of the employees or i who knows it got really weird where i was like why are they asking the federal government for funds like did we know that this was a government entity like since when who who Since in the government put four. Rick Hunter in front in charge of anything? Like, come on. Well, so he is was it, dead by season four. Is is, is the error just trying to get rid of all of their organizations? Super I think so. I think they're the just DEO. shutting it all down. <laughs> shutting it down. They're like, we're going off the grid now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so before we wrap up some uh Legends of Tomorrow time travel talk, uh, is there anything else that uh is like really crucial to know about how the legends travel through time? I think Amy was able to describe it all better than me and Morgan could. on a on a <laughs> ship. They get on a ship <laughs> and they, they fly away. Thing. They go through that thing, and then there they are. <laughs> I th I think time travel. Time oh, travel. Okay. Here's something else funny to know. They have something on board the Wave Rider called the Fabricator, 
And the fabricator is essentially like a replicator from Star Trek. So say they're going to go back to the Wild West or Victorian England. They need clothing appropriate to said time period. So they have Gideon make it. And at one point, when Constantine tries to go travel back in time, Zari has Gideon make Constantine underwear that's time period appropriate that has a tracker in it. I only watched that, discovered that recently when I was rewatching an episode and discovered that I appreciate Constantine a lot more once you actually like the character. And yeah, I bet that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> took us a that while. corner on him. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That makes total sense. They would need to be able to blend in uh, mm -hmm. to their time period. So that's that's very cool. And actually, the the history of uh, uh, under underwear, undergarments is very fascinating. I went to a Dragon Con panel about that. It got a little weird, but um, it was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I Maybe we'll do a history.com uh, episode about yes, that. All that <laughs> you should. You totally should. It's fascinating. Um, well, I guess uh, due to time, let's get into su some Supergirl stuff. So, uh, Morgan, if you want to help me out with this, I know your 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 allegiance is sort of divided <laughs> in in this episode. So, if you want, uh, I should I should in theory know the most, and yet I feel <laughs> like I know the least. You're, you're doing double duty in this episode. Um, so, I guess uh, for Supergirl, time travel really starts with the introduction of the Legion of Superheroes. And if you don't know what uh, the Legion of Superheroes is, it's a team of superheroes obviously uh they are uh characters from the future from the 31st century and they come back in the form of uh monel monel goes off at the end of season two he's going to be affected by uh the lead in the air and he could die so Kara puts him in her pod because there's lots of pods on supergirl he so uh, many so many and it's so convenient to have a pod just laying around uh monel goes off into the pod he uh, gets uh, trapped in uh, the future. He travels a thousand years into the future and spends seven years there while Kara, uh, meanwhile, on Earth 38, only experiences seven months with him being gone. So Monel goes to the future. He meets the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, they're inspired by Supergirl, and so they form uh, their team. So he comes back uh, to uh, the, I guess, to the present. Is that how you would say that? Um, with Brainiac 5 and Emma R. Dean, who is also referred to as Saturn Girl. So the Legion of Superheroes comes back because they need to fight. And Brainy, right? Did you say Brainy? Yeah, Brainiac 5. Nice. Uh, I said his formal name. Oh, Brainiac you said Five. his formal name. I'm, I'm on a more, uh, I'm on a more like casual. You're in a first name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so the Legion has to fight uh, what they call the Blight, which actually um, is... Pestilence, which is one of the world killers in season three, who happens to be Supergirl Radio's favorite world killer. The best uh, one. She, she, was the, she was the best didn't even have to be convinced to be evil. They were like, hey, would you like to be evil? And she's like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so take Gra over me. <laughs> Grace was awesome. Uh, so uh, the Legion, they, they had to fight Blight, but the reason they ended up being on Earth was because when they were on a mission out in the, in the future, they hit a wormhole and they were transported 12,000 years into the past. And when that happened, they decided to put themselves into cryo sleep and they uh, were awoken uh, in their uh, their new time period, which is where uh, the super friends meet them uh, because a tornado hit uh, torpedo hits their ship in 20. I was like a tornado, like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I, I, wish it was, I wish it was that I just read it wrong. That uh, was incredible. <laughs> but a, a, tor a torpedo hit uh, their ship, I believe, in the season three premiere. Um, so they basically yeah. were, they were sometime in the future. They, uh, 
sort of happened to uh, get some time travel, uh, timey-wimey stuff happened, so they put themselves in the cryosleep. And so when uh, uh, the Super Friends reconnect with Monel, he is just kind of woken up from the cryosleep, and uh, Saturn Girl and Brainiac Five are also in the cryosleep, and so they have to uh, get woken up as well. So those are the kind of the the main three guys of the uh, Legion of Superheroes, and they have these handy dandy things called uh, flight rings. And they're pretty cool. So flight rings allow you to do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you can fly, obviously, because it's called a oh, flight really ring. Um, sometimes they have uh, protective barriers, so like a, a force field be uh, belt uh, sort of thing. Uh, Brainiac 5 in the comics uh, creates something called a force shield belt, I think is what it's technically called. Uh, but they do have uh, some protective power. Um, but what it's used for mainly in season three is that uh, Kara needs it to uh, do a little time traveling in the season three finale. Um, uh, Morgan, do you remember? this uh this incident at the end of season three i i do it's vague it's a vague memory <laughs> i'm gonna be honest but i do remember that she like time travels because i remember thinking uh, it's almost as if she's learned nothing from her good friend barry about how time travel goes awry uh but or she anything on legends of tomorrow yeah or like just any conversation with basically any other show uh <laughs> i think that she could have been set correct but um what what happens is is it just like everybody gets killed and she's like I can fix this by going back like twenty five seconds in the past. Yeah, so uh, Rain comes in and she uh, I think she heat vi visions Monel. She kills Monel. She kills Alora, who is Kara's uh, mother, and she kills uh, Samantha uh, Arius. And so Kara is obviously devastated by all of this. And when she uh, sees everyone's dead bodies laying around, she uh, she happens to also see Monel's Legion flight ring. So she grabs it and she tells uh, I think it's Wynn and Alex, "Hey, find me a time disruption." And uh, so apparently if you have a time disruption and you use a Legion flight ring, that equals time travel. Uh, <laughs> sure. so, so she does. Okay, I actually really like that. Sorry. I'm like timey wimey nerding, soaking this up. Uh, really He's like the that. only one on our time well, on our like, podcast about a time travel show who understands time it, travel. It would be like, you know, those time quakes I was talking about. It would be like a tectonic plate. It would be like the point where that intersects in time. You can sneak in and shift stuff. Yeah. So, That's so Kara, in, Kara ends up, I don't know how she knows exactly when to, to go to the exact point, but she does go back to try to redo. She gets like a mulligan essentially <laughs> to try to do something differently so that she can stop rain from killing everyone. And she She's just like, that doesn't count. Yeah, she's, let me, let me do that swing. Th that was, one was no. garbage. Let me try again. Uh, so, so that's what happened. And uh, like on Legends, when there are repercussions, there were, in the case of, of Carr, repercussions in which she created the um, Red Daughter Supergirl who ends up in what? That's what, how that Red Daughter Russian country was it supposed to be that she was in? Kaznia. Kaznia. The fictional country of Kaznia that has been, <laughs> have been referenced like in many DC iterations. Evil Supergirl? Mm-hmm. Well, no, this is, well, well, evilish. She was more she, like misled Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> propagandized uh, by Lex okay. Luthor. Uh, yeah. Supergirl. Uh, I she, like she didn't show up too often as you would she have She sure did. She spent a lot yeah. of that season like punching rocks and doing like building projects. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was that she was with the, the Kazanian 
property brothers just like rehabbing homes. <laughs> well, at least she season. was able to get the property brothers on no, her. Don't side. worry, every place she went in, two bathrooms. Wow. <laughs> she didn't need it, but doesn't matter because she's doesn't evil. Matter. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I want an extra bathroom more than I'll even need. <laughs> yeah, Red, Red Daughter shows up mainly, mostly in the the second half of season four. She gets, uh, she gets finally brought in. Uh, she's teased throughout the first part of the season. Yeah, so uh, that was kind of like the time repercussion of Carr's actions there. Right. She does save all of her her friends and family, but uh, she does end up creating a Russian Supergirl uh, out of that. So there is that. Um, and I guess I should mention some of the uh, the Legion, uh, sort of the Legion technology that uh, the Legion of Superheroes utilizes. They do have uh, what they call the Legion Cruiser. Uh, I think I have a picture of cool. it in here. Let's see. Where is the Legion Cruiser? So the Legends have the Wave Rider. Um, the uh, Legion of Superheroes has the uh, Legion Cruiser. So it's like more like a, like a motorcycle, not not like I don't even it, know what to it looks about. a little bit like uh, something from Tron. Yeah. I was just gonna say it's like Tron. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it does. It does look a little bit like Tron, and uh, uh, but it has a lot of cool features inside it. Uh, we actually got to spend a lot of time in the Legion Cruiser in season three, yeah. uh, especially in Fort Roz, uh, the episode uh, Livewire's final. Uh, episode her swan song before her death uh, R.I.P. Uh, but uh, it has technology that you would sort of associate with from the future. It has like um, a hologrammy type tech. Uh, there's also um, actually what I thought it was cool that I didn't notice until I rewatched it this week is that there are Legion of Superheroes uh, they have branding on the ship which I didn't realize. They have their, their Legion logo all over. Uh, Emra, Emra's down here uh, fixing the ship. So even if it is future tech, it still breaks down and they have to fix it. Uh, so there is a, there's a captain's chair. They have um, control boards that have, I, I don't know what language that is technically. Uh, we'll have to, if anybody no in the chat knows, um, they do have like a sort of an airlock system where they can um, uh, attach to they other can, ships. They can power walk through dramatically. Uh, in slow motion. There has to be missed. Uh, as everyone knows from the future, the future always has missed. <laughs> <laughs> they also have, I don't know if anybody has noticed, but they have plant. Like, yeah, they also have some nice house plants. Like, <laughs> you, you got to keep a little bit of greenery in there or else you're just going to go stir crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to get, uh, it's it's going to seem really uh, uh, sterile. You need something a little homey. Um, what is also interesting that they haven't explored uh, on the show is that the Legion of Superheroes in the comics have what they call a time bubble. So, uh, so <laughs> amazing. It, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a bubble that travels through time. Uh, nothing real complicated about that. <laughs> it's like the jump ship, which I forgot to tell you all about. What's the jump ship? <laughs> it's it's uh, our time bubble. <laughs> yes, it's basically okay. the Wave Riders, like little shuttlecraft. Oh, and so okay. it can also travel to through time, but I'm going to guess it has a very small bathroom. It's when Charlie doesn't want to be in an episode. She uses yeah. it. When Charlie is like, you know what? I'm tired and I just want to go to a punk show. That she just skedaddles out of there in the in the jump. Or episodes and episodes. And then, you know, Sarah might meet Wild Dog with the jump ship. Sarah well. uses the the jump ship to to hop to other t uh, other Arrowverse shows just to hang out with the other characters and then come back. <laughs> well, that's Wild Dog though. You can't just simultaneously take someone and go drop them off in a particular time period. Like you, you have to go in a vessel of some sort. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the dropship is kind of like the, their Uber where they're like, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> time travel. 
That, yeah, that makes sense. If you don't want to take no, the entire no. wave rider, uh, you can take something smaller. Yeah, the uh, the time bubble in the comics is invented by Brainiac 5. So it's uh, weird to me that he has not invented something like that <laughs> on the show. But uh, Brainiac sometimes is not the smartest character, even though uh, technically he probably should be. Um, uh, I was curious about uh, time spheres because on the Flash, they have something similar to time bubbles called the time sphere. And I thought that maybe uh, the Flash had uh, created that to be like the time bubble. But actually, in DC Comics, there are things called time spheres. They are similar to the time bubble. Uh, but the time bubble has proven more durable than other time travel devices like the cosmic treadmill of the Flash, uh, which was obliterated when in a, in a collision. Y'all will find this interesting with uh, Rip Hunter's time sphere. So apparently Rip Hunter in the comics is responsible for the time spheres. Um, let's and uh, <laughs> uh, classic it, rip. It also lacks the. That looks like a rip invention. <laughs> it really does. We <laughs> <laughs> just made it a big in that bubble. One, I realize that's Eobard, but it looks like rip. It kind of does. Yeah. So uh, I I want to apologize to the Flash. I thought they were just copying the time bubble from the Legion of Superheroes, but that's actually uh, the time sphere is a real thing in DC Comics. So that's pretty cool. So uh, the time time ish bubble exists in the Arrowverse. I'm just uh, disappointed that the time bubble doesn't exist on Supergirl as of yet. We have a question. What about time couriers? Have they mentioned that? We have not. Amy, what about time couriers? Time couriers are an invention, uh, probably due to Rip Hunter, I'll give him the credit, that he made for the Time Bureau. And I guess that goes against exactly what I just said, that you cannot just tap a button and travel in time. The time courier is basically um, usually some sort of watch, and you can just boop boop tap where you want to go, and it pops a portal up to whatever time period you want to go in. So very useful when, say, you have Julius Caesar at a frat party in modern day, and you'd like to get Julius Caesar back to Rome so he can get murdered, you can just (laughs) show up at the frat party, grab JC, and boopity-boop, drop him back off to get murdered. (laughs) It's very convenient. But it is is an interesting invention because... it it does it did open up the universe a lot because you really did have to take the wave rider somewhere or have to take the jump ship somewhere and we have established um as a podcast that one of the things that really made legends get uh, kind of find its footing is when they realized that they did they wrote a story better if they got the opportunity to pair people up together or put people up into smaller groups and have those in groups participate in little mini missions of their own. And sometimes that literally has them existing in different time periods. So having a time courier that allows someone who's existing at the modern day time bureau to walk onto the wave rider and then literally also immediately walk into Victorian England right away made things a lot easier. And essentially now they think about it, I think that the wave rider oftentimes stays in the temporal zone, um, which keeps it a lot safer. You know, if you happen to land it in the Vikings time period, I'm sure the Vikings could throw a couple of rocks at it and damn it. And dent it. So <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. So. Yeah. There, there are points where the wave rider has been actually attacked by the outside forces. So when it's in the temporal zone, it is safe from murderous and homicidal Vikings. That's important. That's very important. <laughs> That's very important. Um, uh, okay, so just to uh, uh, get to the the last bit of how Supergirl has used uh, time travel, it's, it's kind of a unique uh, thing. I don't know if other people consider it time travel, but uh, uh, 
Mixyaz Pitalik considered it to be time travel. So uh, I'm including it in our list. Um, so uh, Morgan, do you want to explain to the le- the other legendary ladies uh, what the 100th episode was like? What was the premise of uh, Mixie and what he was doing? Sure. It was a, it was a super life. Uh, basically they, it, it, it was, um, Mixie got to talk to Kara, uh, about the Kara and Lena fight. Um, you know, as your, your enemies often do and want to console you about your friend fight with your best friend. And he took out like a bunch of tapes, uh, and showed her key moments where she could have told Lena the truth. And in fact, arguably it would have made more sense um and he was like this is what would have happened if you had had done it and you can kind of go back and you can fix things with with lena they all had fun uh friends like titles like the one where uh the one where lena decided to work with lex um (laughs) so so they he took her back to key moments throughout the show's run where she (laughs) mixy flicks uh, where she could have very easily told Lena the truth, uh, but then chose di- chose not to, allowing Carr to kind of like live th- through the repercussions of what telling Lena at certain points in time would have done to her her future. Uh, spoiler alert: all all death. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it, every single timeline was rocks fall. Everyone dies. Um, yes. <laughs> It's almost like a time thought experiment. Yes. The what if, but she actually gets an opportunity. So she can like go back to point A, live it, see the repercussions of point B and hop back and be like, no bad idea. Yes. yes. So yeah, she, she oh, gets to experience cool. it. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So I he would be like, what if you, that would be great on legends. It's kind of like I a perfect setup. Like Supergirl does more time travel than legends. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. You've been to 68 different time periods. Okay. That's true. Supergirl's <laughs> only been to, a, uh, only had a couple mulligans. So I mean, <laughs> and, and if you think about it, the, it's a super life. The 100th episode was a series of mulligans uh, where she could go back and it was like what if i told lena as soon as i met her and it was like everyone dies she's like cool all right let's tweak that and then he shows her like a different what if you had told lena here and she's like okay cool i'm gonna tell lena there and it's like me and lena we're best friends we're taking down the world Uh uh-oh everyone's dead again (laughs) um at least we're best friends i mean but at least we're best friends i guess and then and then in the last timeline lena's like i have a kryptonite heart and i will kill everyone i'm dressed like a crow uh, so it really goes like up and down. Uh, it turns out that there was no great time to tell her. Convenient for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I really- still think even with that, there was a good time. Yeah, there sure was. There sure yeah, was. Sure. What's it? What's it called? What's this system called? The that system lets her do this. Uh, time keeps. Uh well uh he has he has the mix flicks uh which <laughs> basically uh, uh but it's uh fifth dimensional powers uh Mixos Pitalik is a fifth dimensional imp who he's he's a magical being and in the the premise of the episode uh he comes back to help Kara because he's lost his powers but he can only use them to help the people he has quote wronged so uh in season two he sort of messes with Kara and tries to get her to marry him and it's a delightful episode written by sterling gates everyone should watch it um but 
but uh, he sort of messes with Kara. And so she is the last person on his list that he needs to help and uh, uh, help her with his, his powers. So he can only uh, get them back if he um, helps somebody that he has wronged. So basically uh, he uses snapping uh, powers to get them in and At out. Least someone does. <laughs> He's like the ghost of Christmas future. Sort he of. is. Yeah. It's very, okay. I mean, the, the episode's very like, it's a wonderful life, basically. It's like, you God, know, revisiting true. moments from your past and, and seeing if you past. could, yeah, do things differently. But gotcha. the uh, the downside to that is in one of the timelines, my favorite one, the Metallo Lena uh, timeline, where she uh, doesn't know who Kara is and she tries to kill her with the kryptonite heart. Uh, he his his power goes away and they have to go find hats hat do you remember that they, 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 I, I do hats. remember that because i was so excited about hats hat just for a point of reference there's a character on supergirl his name is hat he has a hat <laughs> <laughs> you are what you like to wear apparently <laughs> and he became I, my favorite I, character that season it would be sad if your name's Hat and you don't like hats. How sad would that be? What if it was like, I, you know what? My name is Hat. I just don't have a hat face. Right, just, yeah, it doesn't fit. I just this don't have the head for it. I just don't have the head for it. Such a opportunity for Cat to have a cat. Why I do not? And, I, and I don't, you know, it's so funny. And as a cat, I don't like cats. And so I can understand if the other cat doesn't want a cat. <laughs> Well, in, in Catco, there is a, a pink cat that is like a ceramic cat. In so the, she likes like, cats. Yeah, a decoration uh, in Catco. And also, Cat Grant had cat eyeglasses. Cat eye yeah, glasses. playing with the name then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. She had, she had right. cat associations. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the 100th episode dealt mainly in magic is how that that time travel. So really he, cool. he used different physical things to do it, like the snapping and the mix flicks and the tapes, uh, the beta I mix tapes. The beta uh, mix tapes. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was very, yes. it was very well done. Super yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, surprisingly for season five, very well done episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there were several different timelines that they jumped in and out of, uh, but none of them uh, really stuck because Kara decided that she wasn't going to deal with, uh, you know, she she was like, fine, whatever, Lena, if you don't like it, I don't care. I'm not going to deal with you anymore. Uh, so that was kind of the... I, try, I tried to fix it a bunch of times. Everyone died. <laughs> I just, I can't deal with it anymore. Uh, so that is kind of the uh, the basic of how Supergirl uses time travel. A couple of different ways, Legion of Superheroes, uh, the Legion Cruiser, the, the Flight Ring, and the Amixia's Pitalik snapping, uh, which is the only time a character has snapped on Supergirl uh, to our great dismay uh, when they had a character named Snapper Car, who, who snaps all the time in the comics. Uh, but who cares about the comics, really? Um, so <laughs> I'm, ju I'm just bitter, really. That's all it is. Uh, so uh, I wanted to point this question to you all, uh, since we're talking about time travel and the Arrowverse. Would, would you consider Crisis on Infinite Earths to be time travel? Oh, that's such a difficult question. I don't know. I mean, I feel like technically it's not part of it. I don't know because it changes it the timeline. Change timeline, but was it technically? I I think it's not technically time travel, but it did change the timeline. It it altered the timeline, mm -hmm. which I guess we will qualify as some version of time travel. But I think that there is a distinction to be made between the idea of time travel and alternate universes. 
because if you're time traveling on one universe, that's True. one thing. But then if you're traveling to an alternate universe, that's like a time. It was like a lost Morgan. You'll get yeah. this. It'd be like <laughs> season six when you did the, the, the um, flash sideways. So they mm -hmm. had the flashbacks and then they had the flash sideways and the flash sideways was the what ifs. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I think that that we're all living in the flash sideways now versus yeah, please. Can we not do flash sideways is no, no flash sideways is, but I really, really want to steal these flight rings yeah, from cool. Supergirl. I think that would be wicked. And I really almost, I feel like in a way um, we sort of get the what ifs like of the, of the snapping a lot on legends anyway. Cause a lot of it literally, if something happens in the past, the what if rolls up and Gideon is like, oh, this is what happened. This is what's wrong. So we get to see that a lot. And I feel like Zari even can manipulate. And she's done that before. Zari mm -hmm. 1.0 has actually plugged in a potential change and analyzed what the future would be and been able to say yes or no to that particular change. So they kind of already do that on Legends. Yeah. And I feel like we've gone to the future in Legends a couple of times, like different alternate futures where it's like this is what this would happen and boy is Oliver mad now and like stuff like that so. well that's a, that's a good distinction about Crisis on Infinite Earths because uh, we have uh, Supergirl has actually had lots of weird uh, things like that with the uh, post Amade world at one point we had some things that were changed about the universe and then post crisis changed a whole bunch of other things so it's very confusing uh, so we're just trying to live in it now whatever this post-crisis world we're, we're, we're currently living in. Uh, so that's good to know. Well, uh, do you all have uh, time for uh, a little Snap Judgments? You want to play yes, Snap, snap Judgments? In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. All right, everybody in the chat, if you want to play along, you can do that as well. You can make these choices. So, uh, Morgan, would you like to do the honors of uh, introducing the Snap Judgments? Of course. So, we're going to do some Snap Judgments. They're all, as you would imagine, time travel related. So, the first one is, which ship would you rather fly in? The Wave Rider or the Legion Cruiser? The Wave, wave Rider. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I got to go the Wave Rider, even though I have to say, that one bathroom is a real problem. It is. <laughs> we, get, we could get um Red Sun Supergirl and we need, yeah, we'll get Red Sun Super. She'll renovate, she'll put in an extra bathroom, her and the property brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the Legion Cruiser, but I think the uh what it, what did you call it that uh creates the the different time period clothing? Fabricator? Oh, the fabricator. I think I think that puts it over the edge. So I would probably say uh Wave Rider. Yeah, it's it's a it's a solid ship. Okay, would you rather travel to the past or travel to the future? Oh God, probably the past because <laughs> who the hell knows where that future is heading? <laughs> Listen, I think in any other year I would have said the future, thinking it would be brighter and better for all of us. <laughs> but in 2020, I'm going into the past. Going yeah. to the past. <laughs> past for sure. I would yeah. want to go to the future and see something of my own life and then wonder my entire rest of my life, did I make a decision because that's what the future is or did mm, I make yeah. it's free will? Don't like that. 
Yeah, I go back and forth on this one all the time, but I think you guys make a good uh, case for the past. So I'm going to say past on that one. Like, listen, if I wake up in a couple days and like uh, another uh, state is on fire, I don't want to know. I'm going to, I'm going to like the 80s. I'm going to go watch E.T. in the theater or something. We just, we just had an earthquake. <laughs> we had an earthquake on the East Coast. It was very upsetting for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, we had an earthquake at like two in the morning and I, I was still up and I was like, because no. <laughs> yeah. Mike told me he felt it very clearly, but I was I, dead asleep. So I woke up everybody in the house. I was just like, <laughs> what do you mean? That's I'm it. Like, it's 10 times. I shook. <laughs> didn't feel that. And I looked it up and I was like, oh man, it was an earthquake. <laughs> This is the second earthquake in the tri-state area in my lifetime. Elaine. Yeah. The, the first yeah. time I was on, I was actually on the beach and I thought I had like tried to sit down in a chair and missed. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, no. That, was actually that, one, that one was worse. The, the original was. one was worse. This yeah. one was like one shake and I'm like, oh, what was that? Am I going crazy? It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, no, it's 2020. Anything is possible now. <laughs> Okay. Um, better ship captain, Sarah Lance or Brainiac Five? Sarah, come on. Sarah, I not feel my glare through the screen right now. I know it's it's definitely Sarah Lance. Uh, Brainy is the the world's smartest person robot, but I mean he gets outsmarted all the time. So I think I'm gonna <laughs> put my trust in Sarah. Sarah I never gets outsmarted. <laughs> I might object here and say Brainiac 5 just because he can do uh, multiple things at the same time. Like so in a, in a, uh, can do that. I, <laughs> I don't know, in, in different places, though. Sarah I does mean, have a, a, Sarah, a very solid co-captain, though. Yeah, that's so. true. And if Sarah puts her, her mind to something, she can do it. So Does Brainiac make witty puns before they go on an adventure? I don't think so. Uh, he might be uh, make awkward puns. Yeah, more like awkward puns. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, okay. If you are stuck in the vanishing point, which character of Steel would you rather be stuck with, Cara Danvers, or um, <laughs> it says Nick Zano, and I just oh. blanked on the name of the character or Nate <laughs> or Nate. Sorry, I put I I see I don't watch the show. I don't know. I, don't, it, what, what I, think, I, I think I copied the wrong thing from his uh from his bio thing. What was amazing was that I was like I'll just correct that in my mind, and then my mind blanked on the character <laughs> name. Like, I think so, I, Nate. Yes, yeah, Nate I or Seth or with during that time period of crisis, Nate because. So Cara had a lot going on during <laughs> She was like a bit upset. So I feel like she'd be a downer and Nate wouldn't be. So. Is, it, is this the vanishing point just like currently or is this a particular time? I, I think any I think anytime. Anytime. Okay, so the question is, are we trying to escape the vanishing point? Or yeah, are we, are we trying to escape the vanishing no. point? Or are we trying to throw like a kegger? Because that's a different. Save Kara, kegger, Nate. If we're just, if we're just sh chilling, uh, Nate. If we are actively trying to get out of the vanishing point, Kara. I'm going to go with Kara regardless, because I feel like. If we're just chilling, she's gonna have come prepared with some classic movies and some pot stickers, and all and all Nate is gonna be doing is is like that shot, 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 shot. And I'm like, that's gonna, gonna get, get tiring. Sick. Yeah, you're gonna get sick. So you're gonna get tired. 
But so much historical time, knowledge. He's going to know so much about Genghis Khan. That's but true. But when, he, but when he is super drunk, <laughs> is he going to know more than Kat does? <laughs> no, not. But then also, <laughs> are you going to get tired of pot stickers? Like, I feel that, like. That's, but she also brings a lot of. She usually has a lot of pizza with her, too. Donuts. Okay. You never get tired of pizza. That's true. No one does. Tired of pot stickers. <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably say Kara in uh, both situations. <laughs> um, okay, better, better artificial intelligence, <gasps> Hope or Gideon? This, this is a Sophie like, choice. Sophie's choice for Morgan. <laughs> this is really, uh, really cruel for Rebecca to do to me. Um, I think the fact that Gideon can make someone literally realize how much they love their team members, like through a thought experiment, is pretty cool. Like to me, Gideon has has a heart so i gideon just, has an accent so that's also true <laughs> a very classy accent like i feel like gideon would watch like british period dramas with me and like crime procedurals and she would like guess with me who did it however <laughs> no, but she'll how, guess with you yeah however um i if i watched a crime procedural with hope she would get ideas and then go kill somebody and so <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm safer with Gideon, but I like that unpredictability of hope. So I'm going with hope. I, <laughs> yeah. I think I like the safety net. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, hope would try to kill you. So I yeah, would probably totally. pick uh, Gideon. I don't want to die. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think, I think the key is befriending hope. And then she's just going to try to kill people that you have a, a personal Around grudge you. with. Okay. So that's, that's probably not great for you either. Like, you're like, oh, <laughs> I got so annoyed by this person. She's like, do you want me to kill him? <laughs> no. <laughs> and if they don't die, then that person's gonna try killing you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean so. listen, I, I'm I'm I feel like my choice is uh definitely a huge mistake, and yet here I am making it. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, our last snap judgment. If you had to protect the timeline, would you want help from the Time Bureau or the Legion of Superheroes? See, I would say the Legion of Superheroes, because Time Bureau doesn't have many people working for them. Gary will screw something up. I was going to say, they put a, way too much power in Gary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It depends on whether or not Ava's leading the particular mission. Mm, but even Ava, she screwed up in the past too. Like That's also true. We, um, I would like to hang out with Ava. If I'm going to die and the time, you know, the timeline <laughs> is screwed up already, I want to hang out with Ava. But if I actually want to save the timeline, I guess the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with the Legion of Superheroes, too. I'll give them a shot. Sorry, Time Bureau. Yeah, I feel like the, the Legion of Superheroes never um, created anachronisms or, like, encores. or they died, though. So yeah, they, they, did, they did die in a lot of different scenarios in which Kara told Lena the truth. So as, <laughs> as long as you're not involved in an interpersonal conflict between Kara and Lena, I think Legion of Superheroes is and, the way to go. <laughs> see, they died. We wouldn't. So it's true. It's that's true. We just take a giant step back as it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and you might also get a, a Legion ring out of it. They exactly. may make you a, a there you go, Legionnaire. Yeah, I'm I would definitely pick. A, yeah, I'd, I'd pick the Legion <laughs> for that one. No judgments on your snap judgments. All right, well, that is going to do it for our time travel discussion with Kat and Amy and Morgan from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. And uh, and I guess me, I guess I'm also here. Uh, but but uh, Kat and Amy, where can uh, our listeners find you and the Legends of Tomorrow podcast on the internet? 
Maybe you, I'm sure you actually know the email. So um, you go first. <laughs> y'all, can, y'all can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and all your common uh, podcast places at The Legends Podcast. Technically, it's uh, DC TV or DC's The Legends of Tomorrow podcast. But on Twitter, it's legends underscore podcast. You can email us thelegendspodcast at gmail.com. We have a pretty significant hiatus right now. So we have been doing a couple of fun episodes. Some have been legends related, some have not. We are recording one in the next couple of days that I know our listeners will really, really enjoy bringing back a guest star whom I know all our listeners will enjoy. Uh, might we say a special guest? <laughs> oh, so special. A recurring special guest star. Uh, we have also <laughs> been doing some really interesting discussions uh, that have been a little bit more serious than, than what we've done before. We've had a discussion of uh, queer representation in media, which was a two-part episode, which I am very proud of. I think all of us are. We really encourage anyone, whether or not you listen to this podcast or to Legends on a regular basis, to look into it. It is a very interesting uh, and very well thought out discussion with different members of the community. And we are very proud of the episode and hoping to do further episodes in the future similar to that. We have also done an episode recently exploring Ava Lance and the character of Ava in particular, who is, uh, I think we agreed on that podcast, it's probably the healthiest relationship in the DC TV universe. And we explored how that relationship came to be, why it's so powerful, and what we're hoping for in the future. We definitely also planned their wedding. Yeah, we did. We did. You're welcome, Ava Lance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Morgan, if you want to take the the reins and, and do the banners for me so we can make this super profesh. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let me, yeah. yeah. Let me just yeah, yeah, get, let's, it, get let's, in there. Let's, I'm let's ready. Get this, let's get, get this right. All right. Well, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to email us, you can do that at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. Make sure to write in and call in before Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the show. We're also on Radio Public and Podchaser. Uh, we're also listed at DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. And we're available on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio. So if you have some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review over there. And if, you, if you're like, Rebecca, this is too much information. I cannot remember everything. Uh, you can just go to supergirlradio.com and uh, you can find all the links to everything I just mentioned on the right side of the page. Beautiful. Thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> M- Morgan, uh, sh- should we get into... Uh, your favorite part of uh, every Supergirl radio episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, this is the best part. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's where I talk about the DC TV podcast family of podcasts. So- I was legit ready to read that scroll right there. <laughs> I was I was about to do it. I was going to read Amy, it like end of a car Amy, commercial status. Amy, would you like to do the, please do the pod. The honors. <laughs> Supergirl Radio is part of the DCTV Podcast Networks. And if you also like The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, uh, it's not all the way yet. Hold on, hold on. Titans, Doom Patrol, and Stargirl, comma. (laughs) 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 Exclamation point. Wasn't fast enough for Amy's uh, reading, which is usually not a problem for me. 
I usually say at least one of those podcasts twice. I'm like, and then also Stargirl. Have you heard of Stargirl? That <laughs> one, maybe? <laughs> and I guess we should also mention DC TV After Dark. Yes, you should also listen to DC TV After Dark. Why is which- that not on the banner? And uh, Batwoman's also not on the banner. There, there's a character limit. There's so many. All right. Listen so, to all of those. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of really good podcasts. Uh, a lot of us have been on various different podcasts and this is a wonderful network y'all. And, uh, uh, we should mention that we have a DCTV podcast, T Public Store. So if you're in in need of some new uh, swag for your favorite uh, TV show, we do have some merch uh, actually in there from uh, Legends of Tomorrow uh, that we have some some swag if you're interested in that. Uh, we have some Time Bureau and something called the, uh, help me out with this, the Time Bureau uh, Crocheters. Is that how you say that? that. Every in order. Uh, Did they have a crochet club? Was that part of their like book club? I don't think so. It kind of looks like a field hockey stick. So it's like (laughs) clearly no one here crochets. I think that's that's obvious from how confused we are. Yeah, we have a lot of legends uh, merch uh, from different time periods. Uh, we also have some Legion of Superheroes uh, gear in the D- DC TV podcast T Public Store. So if you're interested in that, go to uh, SupergirlRadio.com. We have a link to the store at the top of the page. So definitely check that out. And we uh, we've also been told, uh, Morgan, I, I think you'll take particular interest in uh, this. But uh, there's some DC TV podcast news uh, coming soon, uh, possibly tomorrow <laughs> on Friday. So uh, head over to DCTVPodcast.com for that announcement. Uh, you can only guess. Uh, what that means. I'm assuming this means another podcast and no, I reject this. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know what's next. Like what was even left? <laughs> you know, Morgan, I could just record. I so I find I actually looked up the document Rebecca so wonderfully wrote up. I could just record this all oh. for you like a TV announcer and you could just play it every please, time. Please please do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, just like a, my, like my eyes became hearts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, I'll count you. I'll count you in. Are you all really right. going to do it? Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wait, Three, two, one. Supergirl Radio is part of the DCTV Podcast Network. So if you're interested in The Flash, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, Titans, Doom Patrol, Stargirl, Green Lantern, Strange Adventures, and the upcoming Superman and Lois series, or DCTV After Dark, make sure to follow DCTV Podcasts on social media and subscribe to the podcast mega feed if you want all those podcasts in one place. Perfect. Nailed it. One take. <laughs> Nailed it in you one. never have to do that ever again. <laughs> and I'm done. I'm, I'm retiring. I, I, like, I get out my sunglasses. I go immediately to Aruba. <laughs> it's the uh, Julius Caesar, y'all. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, Thank right. you, Amy. Yes, we will definitely be using that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, you can find me if you want to keep up with me on social media on Instagram at the Derby Kid. And I also have a YouTube channel that you can find at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. Uh, I recently hosted a Snyder Cut roundtable for the RT Snyder Cut YouTube channel uh, with some familiar voices and uh, faces to the two DCTV podcast listeners. Uh, Andy Bibact was with me and Bill Meeks from Legends of Gotham was on there. Uh, so if you're interested in that, go check it out. We talked about zombies and uh, the Snyder Cut teaser trailer and uh, things of that nature. So if you're interested, definitely go check it out. Uh, I'll put a link to uh, to that video in the, I think there is a video uh, uh, in the video description for this live stream. There should be a link there and we'll also put it in the show notes uh, if you're just looking at the podcast episode. So uh, definitely check that out. 
And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mojotastic. Also, as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Who knew, right? Uh, <laughs> and also as a co-host on uh, DCTV After Dark, which we've determined, Sarah and I have talked about it and really thought about it. And we're like, you know, we're probably a monthly podcast as we are too lazy <laughs> to be bi-monthly. So. There you go. <laughs> but we are we're uh, uh, currently planning our next episode. I think we're going to be maybe talking a little bat woman so you should uh now is a great time to subscribe you can catch up there haven't been that many <laughs> and you know what's uh so fun um our hiatus season we thought we were also a bi-monthly podcast remember uh, that uh, we had one episode last month <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun time for all of us in all of our lives <laughs> was but we're trying we're trying we're trying i think the effort is really what counts Mm -hmm. Well, on, be on behalf of all Legends of Tomorrow podcast listeners, I would like to thank you for all of your uh, diligent and hard work, for, especially for those of us who don't watch the show and just rely on the podcast for, for details about what's happening so that the you listeners can listeners do all the work. It's yeah, that's very true. <laughs> the, uh, listeners are very helpful in many ways. So uh, I know they're uh, probably as helpful on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast as they are on Supergirl Radio. All right, ladies. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio. But until the next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Lennon. And would it be uh, would it be off brand if we got like a stay legendary or however you guys you sign off? Yeah, Rebecca, yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, so so what is it? Is it just is it just stay le legendary? Yeah. yeah, you can say it any way you want. Like you any can way you want into it any way you want. We've had people say it, guests say it in different languages. Like, mm. go for it any way you want. You just finish it off with stay legendary. All right. Well, on behalf of the legendary ladies of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, stay legendary. Mm -hmm.